Thinking aloud. Conversations on the leading edge of knowledge and discovery with psychologist Jeffrey Mishlove. Hello and welcome. I'm Jeffrey Mishlove. Today we'll be looking at human-alien interactions. My guest is Dr. Barry Taff. This is the third interview uh, based on a lengthy conversation that I had with him at his home in Palm Desert, California. Barry is a psychophysiologist. He's also an expert in biomedical engineering. I met him back in the 1970s when he worked at the parapsychology laboratory of Dr. Thelma Moss at the Neuropsychiatric Institute at UCLA. A. Now, I would highly recommend that you view the earlier interviews with Barry before watching this one. It'll make a lot more sense if you do. And so, I'm linking uh, in the upper right-hand corner of your screen right now to the second of those interviews. And if you haven't watched the first, you can link to the first from that one if you like. Barry, incidentally, is the author of a fascinating book called Aliens Above Ghosts Below, Explorations of the Unknown. And now, I'll switch over to the video that we made at his home. Let's talk about aliens. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm probably read more books on ufology than I've read on the paranormal. Um, once you get past the crap, once you get past the disinformation and the misinformation and the crazy people and the liars and the hoaxers, there's a core of thing, a core of information that goes back, actually before World War II. But let's start World War II. They were Foo Fighters, seen, um, and then of course we have Roswell, and there's still extreme skepticism about that. But there's evidence that something crashed and may not have been humanly made. Um, and it possessed technology we don't. And there's been disinformation by this woman, Annie Jacobson, who wrote the book. And it was all, it was, she talked about all these really old classified programs. And at the middle, she said Roswell was an attempt by the Russians by uh, surgically altering children, making them aliens to scare us and disrupt our culture. Oh, please, with the help of Mengele yet after World War II. Now, the, the bottom line is that there's a good deal of evidence that supports the fact, or the and the be the belief more than the fact maybe, that we've been visited by technologies far more advanced than us. I mean, the past Roswell, 1952, July, it was flyovers, successive weekends, summer 1952, over the Capitol, over the White House, they flew at hypersonic speeds. They did not create sonic booms, but they could be tracked on radar. We sent jets to intercept. They couldn't get near them. Um, during Korea, there was UFO activity. During Vietnam, there was UFO activity. There's been in the in the late 60s, in the mid 70s, there were numerous incidents where UFOs buzzed, and there's high degree intervention in nuclear sack bases, Malmstrom, Loring, Falcon Bridge, Manit. All these, they would come on, they would 
produce faded giant. They would neutralize the warhead's ability to go where they're supposed to go. The missiles were disenabled. They were prevented from being launched. They would screw up the coordinates. So if we had fired, and then there was, in 1964, we were tracking a shot from Vandenberg, uh, from Big Sur, and under high magnification and great, the thing's going up and suddenly a disc comes in, flies around, zap, 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 boom, the warhead tumbles down. That was recorded on, on film. You know, it, it, it's just, they were landings, uh, not direct contact, it landing is Edwards Air Force Base in the 50s, some uh, Scott Carpenter and a couple other astronauts knew of. Um, there's rumors that, that, uh, the bodies of the aliens Roswell several died but one lived the lead belief that we've had contact with different races if I had to make a bet from what I've read I've read hundreds of books I mean just hundreds of them everything from alleged abduction cases to encounters between the military our military and the UFOs the intelligence community response to that I have a funny feeling that this information is the most volatile information ever existing on Earth. It has the most potentially destabilizing potential of everything on Earth. It is the most carefully guarded secret of anything that existed on Earth. Um, I believe, from what I've read, what I've learned, that if there was formal disclosure, real disclosure, that with, with hard evidence, it would create, it might trigger the Third World War. Um, it would disenfranchise the human race. And it might, what if we discovered that we, humans, were engineered by a race that came here hundreds of thousands of years ago, and the project is still ongoing? And what if we learned that we're not made in God's image, we're made in some genetic hybridization of a race of beings from God knows where. What would that do to the human race? It would give us an inconceivable past and unimaginable future. People go to church on Sunday, go to synagogue, go to mosque. They uh, might not deal with this too well. Um, it, Western culture exists on the concept of domestic tranquility. It exists with the base, the understanding that um, you do nothing to shake that belief, that you believe in your government. So come April 15th, you write that check to them. If the public realizes they're not in control of our skies. They have not been able to stop this. They are not been able to diminish it. There has been exchanges that they've given us toys to play with. We might have reverse engineered some technology. Um, I got a feeling this, 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 people would not react well to this. They, it, it would, forget the paranormal stuff. I, when I've taught ufology in classes, People's okay until we get to the religious aspects of it. And then they start to freak out. Um, what if, you know, if you would, it, you know, the way crisis, you know, they saw him being picked up in a thing of light to a cloud, remember after? The ascension. What if that was real, but it wasn't, you know, what if the Shroud of Turin 
was real and what burned the image of flash photolysis was they basically beamed him out of the thing and he went up there well those are a lot of what ifs yeah i'm saying he, all i'm saying is we've been played with over and over again in 1917 Fátima portugal you know about the three children yes. and the, 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 then at the the last event all the thought gathered it was raining and lightning and thundering and suddenly they saw the spinning silver thing they thought they were going to die the world was going to end it stopped raining it it dried up people got healed suddenly mm -hmm. And they took a couple pictures. You see a, a silver disc, yep. and it wasn't the sun. Mm -hmm. We're being played with, and it's still going on. Um, see, unless something affects the daily lives of people, they just don't give it down. If it affects their job, they care. Their family, they care. Their ability to make money, to buy, pay for their home, to get a car, to buy insurance, to eat food, they don't care. Bottom line, if it affects their daily lives, they're going to react. It affects who and what they think they are, they react. Other than that, they don't give a damn. It's the new movie. It's that new thing on television. It's, oh, it's the same thing over and over again. But this offers that, and I've investigated cases that began as poltergeists and evolved into abductions. Abductions that had paranormal fallout. Why? I suspect that whatever UFOs are, or technology, the energies, they are able to use energies that are paranormal to us the way we use electromagnetism. So therefore, it seems like magic that things can, the solidity of our world is very different than what would come with UFOs. Um, well, you started by suggesting that uh, the human race itself may be part of a, a long-term experiment genetic experiment that's what i believe something that has been going on i'd have to say for tens of thousands of years or tens of how about hundreds of thousands perhaps of hundreds yeah that, that it, it, see that here's the problem um when it comes to the why okay go to case the network executive back in the 70s i met him called me met him at, at the network um don't, don't talk about this i might lose my job met him at his home lived out in san fernando valley beautiful home and his wife and it began as poltergeist activity around them he was in his 40s she was in her 30s and uh okay and then they were taking a trip up north they were driving they saw what they thought was an airplane coming down, lights about to crash. They followed into the hills, the canyons, the camera on the corner, there's a disc on the ground with some humanoids. And, and they look, huh? And suddenly they see like a metallic light thing coming at, like a rod. Light pops up. They come out of it. They're on the freeway, hours away. They some have some recordings of it. Okay. It, their lives disintegrate. They start remembering parts of it. They become anxious, irritable. Um, he lost his job because of, got another job, lost that because of it. And they claimed it happened again, but they didn't even believe in it. So what happened there? This was a, network, a TV network executive. It destroyed the man's career, life completely. Got divorced, but it began as poltergeist activity. Mm -hmm. Then let's jump to a woman in the early 80s in the San Fernando Valley in the hills and she said 
there were these weird things happening like apparitions about going around her house and these weird lights and she what's going on so she tried to she was freaking out and then taking a walk one night to a canyon near her house it was dusk dusk and warm she turned around a corner and there is a disc on the ground a glowing disc with the little guys walking around and she suddenly pa passes out she finds herself back in her home and then more weird stuff happens over time balls of fire slamming into her home coming down the canyon walls and then she disappears her money was there her clothes were there her car was there car case no forced entry she's gone boom but it began as poltergeist activity, turned into a supposed a, a CE3, and then she's gone. Never came back. So you're suggesting that maybe there's a continuum between poltergeists and other f types of paranormal manifestations and- What I'm suggesting is that there's a, there are other forces out there, inscrutable forces, we don't have names for yet. Um, all we know is nuclear, gravitational, electromagnetic. There's other forces, call them zero point, call them whatever you want. But these beings that are coming here have access to technology we do not. And therefore, their behavior seems like it's magic to us. Solidity of matter doesn't mean anything. They, it, they can manipulate reality the way we manipulate water in a glass. Probably even better than that. Imagine going back 5,000 years ago and landing with a jet, the people would think we were God. They could do things we can't imagine. Um, yeah, there's, we've had too many, I've had more cases where there's a, what begins, paranormal fall, the case in 1980, the early 80s, a girl was attending UCLA, she lived with a family up in Bel Air, and uh, one night she wakes up and there were these two beings near her bed and they pull back and they're typical greys and they're and she starts screaming really loud the mother the father the mother runs in the dog runs in first it sees these things it starts growling and then it runs out of the room and then um the mother sees them and suddenly these things touch something on them and poof, they're gone Okay, after that, paranormal phenomena starts happening. Poltergeistic banging noises, things moving around, disembodied voices, the whole bit, machines turning on and off. You name it, it's there. I said, well, you know, I try to explain this could be this, could be that. Don't worry, it's all going to end. Uh, a couple months later, happens again. She the, wakes up, the entities are there. The, she kept a couple snakes in an aquarium. They were looking at the snakes, looking at her. They were trying to, they were pulling something out of her body. She started screaming. Both parents come in, the dog comes in, the dog starts barking and the dog runs out. Both parents see the entity. They light up again, they're gone. And then the girl packs her belongings and leaves. Never to be heard from again. Mm. So isn't it odd that the first thing is poltergeist activity. Then entities show up, and then poltergeist activity, and then more more humanoids. Why? Yeah. W what does this mean? I mean, and again, the girl was before this started. Never. She had no history of any neuroelectric uh, neurochemical problems. 
no history of drug use. She didn't smoke. She did drugs. She didn't drink. Her parents, very wealthy people, she lived an idyllic life. So she packed up and left. Left. And that's the last anyone ever heard from her. Okay. Now you've also had experience, I think one of your girlfriends, as I recall, had what seemed to be some sort of a, a pregnancy possibly related to alien visitation? No, the, uh, the case, there was one instance, let me think, um, the guy said 1977, I think I discussed some of this earlier. Um, or it might have been someone I was speaking to yesterday. Um, I was talking, met the girl on the phone, talking about poltergeist activity. She lived in Los Angeles with her ex-boyfriend. So on Valentine's Day, Collie, Carrie Gaynor and I go out to meet her. There was an actor, Mandy Potemkin was there, who I didn't really know, but I knew who he was. So we were there, we got some strange audio stuff on the tape, nothing physical that we could see. And the girl and I became, she was, the girl was probably the best looking girl I'd ever seen in my life, ever. Perfect, in, excuse me, in every regard. So we, we began dating. It was great. As I said, it was, it was perfect. She really had a lot of paranormal activity, but when it came to UFOs, she didn't want to even talk about it. She had no interest in the subject. We were dating. Everything was great. And uh, we stayed at her place, stayed at my place, her place, my place. And then the dreams came. And the dreams were always the same. In the dreams, it was July 22nd. It ended. Relationship ended. July 22nd, it ended. I didn't know why. So I started writing, why am I thinking about this date? What's July 22nd? I don't know. Didn't tell her. She might have misinterpreted what I thought. These are your dreams. My dreams. She had, I didn't talk to her because I know the, they, it might frighten her. She, Why did you just end the relationship? If that, we were inseparable. We were. She came to our side training groups at UCLA, and she was really good. She worked on missing. We worked on missing persons cases together for Interpol, for the police. Uh, they came to us at the lab. She was really good. Um, very good, actually. Very quickly responded to things. So anyway, the, the dreams. I didn't tell her anything. Come July twenty second. I think I mentioned this earlier. I get up, get up. We're sleeping in this same bed in the Hollywood Hills at her mom's condo. And her mom was out of town. And uh, she's under the covers and she's sobbing. Why didn't you help me? I go, with what? Why didn't you help me? What are you talking about? When the room lit up. What room? The room what is the room? And she's under the covers. She's shaking. Why didn't you help me? How dare you? I go, what are you talking about? She said she found herself lifted up. She went through the wall. Then she was in a round metal room, all metal, cold. He was restrained on a table. Her ankles, her wrists, her abdomen, her neck. She was held down. These little guys around her, like short. They had skin like a reptile. Black eyes, no nose, no ears. She could hear them, but their mouth wasn't moving. They were cutting and probing her and doing terrible things to her. And she's still under the covers, mind you. They were doing her ears and her nose and erect everything, and cutting and taking chunks out of her back. I said, do you know anything about UFOs? Abduction. She goes, what? Goes, what do you know? She goes, what are you talking about? She said, and then they told me they would hurt me, and they were hurting me again and again. Okay. So I finally coaxed her out from under the covers. She's got black and blue bruises around her wrists, 
her ankles, her neck, her abs, like she'd been held too tight too long. It was amazing. The uh, she, she, scars, bruises, bleeding from her nose, bleeding from her ear, bleeding from her recta, bleeding from her uterus, but she wasn't menstruating. Um, there had been cuts, her hair had been cut in a weird way, and her back had little scoop marks, marks taken out of it. And the clock indicates we lost two hours of time. The clock had been dead for two hours, which it wasn't. The neighbors who didn't know anything about this, they said, did you see that weird thing over here yesterday where like a big thing hovering right over there, like orange, red, it was huge. Lit up, no. no, same night this happened, same morning this happened. They didn't know about it. Anyway, the girl had a collapse. She, she, went, she had an emotional breakdown. Um, yeah, I, she went, she like a, almost a psychotic break from this. She never had any interest in at all, didn't believe in it. And she became a weird religious zealot of a type not worth mentioning, not a traditional religious thing. And uh, she's a couple years older than me. I think she's around your age. And um, it's, had that not happened, we would have been married in less than a year. It's the only girl I've met that I could say that about. We were that compatible. What happened to me, I was sleeping, I woke up, I didn't remember a damn thing. The room didn't change, but the clocks had stopped in the house, which is odd. Make me bet on it, I bet that she was abducted while we were in the same bed together. Um, had this not occurred, we would have been married within a year. And then another situation, dating a girl in 1990, um, remember Bo Derek from the movie? This girl looked really similar to her. Long story short, um, yeah, we started dating and she said, look, I got to tell you that it got to be up front with you. There may be some problems with you. Why? Well, I think my friends are going to really be interested in you because you're different than other people. What do you mean? Well, you'll know when they come. I go, well, who are you talking? Very cryptic, evasive. This girl was gorgeous. So anyway, we start seeing each other. We're involved. And one night I wake up and I'm held down. My head is angled down. I'm getting feeling really terrible. I can't see well, but it's blurry. Lights are moving around, and I'm, I get no, I wake up, and there are bruises on me. And then she said, "Well, did they hurt you?" In the morning, they thought you were really odd. Did they hurt you? No, they were. They what they didn't want you because they said you would be too much of a problem. What? Now lost track of the girl. Four years ago, she five years ago she popped up out of the blue, got hold of me, married now, no children. Remember this event I told you? She goes, what, remember this? No, no, remember the first, remember this? No, remember you told me about your friend? No, I said, remember that you were worried that your friends might hurt me? Oh yeah, did they hurt you? No, are you okay? Yeah, well, they told me that you were wrong for me, that you would cause too many problems in my life. Okay. The bottom line with all of this is you're, you're taking normal people, putting them in unusual situations. Now, I want to go back yeah. if, uh, to the alien issue yeah. because I do recall you wrote about a woman you were involved with in some capacity who got pregnant and then... Okay, this was not a relationship I had. I got a call from a woman who said that aliens are visiting her. 
so I hung around her, nothing really happened. Um, and then she suddenly became pregnant. And um, yeah, the thought it was a topic pregnancy, it wasn't. Because she said she hadn't been having a sexual relationship. Well, right, the aliens. And then the, baby, the baby was gone. Yeah. Maybe the baby was gone. Because there's a whole mythology of uh, people who claim this. I think yeah. David Jacobs writes about this. These pregnancies mm. happen, uh, then the fetus is removed or disappears. Yeah, there's, it's been going on for decades. There's not, the whole thing, okay, with abductions, some are simple curiosity, they give a simple examination. But all too often, they do extensive uh, uh, workups on human beings by various strange means. And one isn't looking for the fertility of the woman to get over for her, sperm from man, and they create a hybrid and blah, blah, blah. There was um, 1966 or seven, might have been seven. So I was like 18. I had my first car, it was very loud, very fast, like a drag racing car. Lived in a big duplex with my parents in LA. And I walked out of, I went into my bedroom. I felt really weird. I was seeing lights in my eyes and taking a step. And suddenly I woke up face down on my bed and it was dark. And I came out of the bedroom. Parents go, where have you been? I go, what? Where have you been? I've been, but you don't understand. In the morning you came out and then you were back, you were gone all day, but my car wasn't gone. So what happened? Uh, I don't know. After that, things started getting really weird. I mean, the phenomenon started increasing. In terms of my being gone a whole day, where was I for 12 hours? I never, I was nowhere. But they came into my bedroom, I wasn't there. I didn't go to the garage, the back of the house. My car, they, when you start up the car, it would shake, the whole duplex would start shaking, it was so powerful. So where did I go? And after that, when things started getting really weird around me. So are you suggesting that maybe you were abducted? Well, I don't know. One of the ways in ufology in the last 30 years that supposedly aliens describe humans is as containers. Containers of what? We're a dynamic entity, they're not? What, okay, but what are we container of? So it's sort of like, before the Big Bang, there had to be something for the, that to blow into. So what was there? Nothing, but then you can't blow something into nothing. There's nothing there. We're, we're, we're caught up in a, um, Sort of like a, like a Mobius strip. Mm -hmm. There's no beginning, there's no end. The, the UFO stuff, um, I, just, I just got a feeling that we're not gonna like what we learn. That's gonna think that's gonna really shake up society. And you know, it, would, it could be the worst knowledge ever given to the human race. Have, have you ever had a conscious, close encounter of any kind? No, I've had, my first encounter, I was driving over from a friend's house in Palms, in West LA. It had just been raining. And I'm going past Vaughn's Market on National to get to Robertson. 
where I would head north. And I'm going, and the mark, everything shut down. It's like one in the morning. And I saw what I thought was a plane about to crash. So I stopped my car. I jumped out. It was a, it was side view of a disc or a cigar-shaped thing, 60, 70 feet in diameter with bright lights coming out of it. And it, there's no sound. And it's like this. It's like this. It's like this. And I know, air, I'm a, I know aircraft really well. This was not a dirigible. Um, this was a real object. It didn't, and then it moved away, and then it, it was gone. And then my parents, a couple of days later, said, you saw the worst thing? We saw something that looked like the fuselage of a plane, but no wings or tail. And it was moving, and it like silver. It wasn't, it wasn't a jet. I called, were uh, the blimps out at night? Nope. That was the first thing. Then in 83 or 4, someone's door in Mar Vista, I could look, I see this disc hovering in the distance. But I couldn't make it, it was too far away. And then, um, out here, okay, that was that thing. I'm trying to think, that, that, that. Okay, we moved in this house in 2017. A few months later, I'm taking out the garbage. And I'm walking back and I see there's these weird lights, but they're in the distance. They're jumping around, they're jinking and really, and they're not aircraft. And one of them is like, and it's firing, like ejecting. It's ejecting some pulsing thing down. What the hell? That's gone. By the time my friend came out, it was all gone. And sometime later, taking the garbage out weeks or months later, I turn around and there's this thing hovering there. It's a flattened disc. It's orangish red, and it's by a couple of hundred feet up, maybe a thousand feet up. It's the size of a bus, maybe a little bigger than a bus. I go, what the hell is that? And suddenly, just gone. Okay. Then, this year, on August 16th, okay, I'm in my bed. I'm sleeping. My bedroom's back there. Quiet, real dark. Something at 3.30 wakes me up. And I wake up and something is cut into my underside of my right arm. And I, my vision focuses, I'm awake, I see three diminutive humanoids. And, huh, and they jump back when I, huh? They jump back at no sound. And they're, they're, they're pull back, pull back. They turn and they go right through my, my uh, uh, desk to the wall, they're gone. I wake up, it's bleeding, got to clean it, put a bandage on it. The room has a stench of hydrogen sulfide. Horrible stench of hydrogen sulfide. I had to spray the room, it was so nauseating. And this was recent? This is August 16th of this year. What was that? They weren't, oh, I could see short, shorter than me, which is really short, three and a half, maybe four feet tall, gray, scaly kind of skin, leathery, um, big the eyes, no wide ears, no nose, tapered chin, the big forehead, or the big bulbous head, and but they jumped when they realized I was awake. But they left us. They was cut into me. Luckily, I treated it with hydrogen peroxide on it, um, uh, uh, polysporin on it because I didn't know what was going on. Now the did event, it heal up? Huh? It healed up? Yep. Do you have a scar? No. Where I was cut was right here. Uh -huh. It was about 
this long mm -hmm. and it was bleeding quite profusely sure. and it looked like someone took a sharp instrument and sliced me right here uh-huh looks like it healed up perfectly yeah but i've never had that happen before yeah so the question is what happened to me why is this happening to me now but we are sitting on the lower edge of the san andreas fault here and as you know like yucca valley and joshua tree has a high incidence of ufo activity up there it's been known for a long time oh yes um now the, the ufo i saw up close that the disc was it last year i called i filed a report with mufon about that i didn't follow follow a report about the entities in my room because you know i but i know because it it woke me up i was awake i saw it and then i got up and it was nauseating i had to spray the room and the corridor of my bedroom and the bathroom because the stench was so bad so what was that i don't know Thank you.